0: Oh hey. Uh, hi. This is Joy's Eclectic where uh, we talk about the good, the bad, the interesting and all all sorts of music. Uh, let
1: let's let's go.
0: It, but a I mean,
2: it's the voice intro. Got, so I, they... I, I don't know. I just, I'm just feeling kind of bubbly. Yeah. It's
3: probably because I'm here. It's mm. probably
2: because who is that? Mess your voice is.
3: I'm a so lady.
2: Like, <laughs> it's a lady,
0: which is fitting. Hey everybody. For That's, good that's the voice of uh,
2: my wife. <laughs>
0: Alyssa. Mm -hmm.
2: She's putting her arms up like, here I am. (laughs) (laughs) And no one can hear that. So I'm just going to hear Alyssa. Here I am. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's here. It's fun times. It's her. Alyssa, how's your day been?
3: It's been good. I took a whole hour nap, so that's always just right. Mm -hmm. I
2: take about an eight hour nap. Wow. Pretty much every day, yeah. Pretty mm-hmm. early. like fr- that kind of intertwines from one day to the next. Oh, like some, tell
3: me more. 10 p.m. to 6 p.m. That's a.m.
2: <laughs> 10 p.m. to 6 p.m. Really long nap. Either the next a Really day. Day long or time travel. Yeah. <laughs> Just a 20 hour nap. A that whole I take lot record. of fun.
0: Yeah. I hey, if I could reasonably sweep, sleep for t- sweet for 20 <laughs> hours, uh, yeah. Sleep our yeah. room yeah. be really. super clean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But if I could sleep clean. for twenty hours every day, I would totally get down. I, on that.
2: Man, I'd be so bored, and my I feel like my body would hurt.
0: No, my body would let me do it, but also at like during those four hours that I was awake, it would just punish me severely.
2: You for just want to be asleep again. Yeah, exactly. Which is also not good. At nighttime, I can sleep through anything, and she wakes up a lot. But then while she's napping, she's like mm.
3: dead to the world. Dead I can, to I'm, the I'm world. that way too. Actually, I'm very light sleeper when I'm sleeping for eight hours. Yeah, for my right. eight hour nap. But my one-hour nap, or two-hour nap, or four-hour nap, uh-huh. I am dead to the world.
2: <laughs> I enter small comas. That's how I sleep. I just yep. If mm-hmm. I'm
0: asleep, I am very asleep.
2: Ashley will wake me up in the middle of the night and like, baby, I'm having a really bad dream and something, something, and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be okay. And then stuff. And then in the morning, she's like. Babe, why didn't you like comfort me more? I was like, what happened? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I, I cannot about tell you how many times that literal exact thing <laughs> has happened.
3: I didn't. Comp- I didn't. You
0: usually don't I complain the next consoling. morning.
3: I just dealt with it yeah. myself, all <laughs> yeah, by she my. She usually lungs. doesn't try to make Shut me feel bad the, the next
0: morning because she, at this point in our lives, understands that I have no idea what she's talking about if she wakes <laughs> me up in the middle of the night.
3: That's yeah, that's he also He has true. no idea what he's talking about in the middle. It's of the night. true. I don't so do that, for that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Ashley yeah, recants the story often of, at one point she was just laying in bed on her phone and I was like, babe. It, it's like we, the archers aren't coming, they're not coming <laughs> over, and not there's not enough in there, or whatever. She's like, What's going on? And then halfway through, I realized I was dream talking about Clash of Clans, but was Perfect. still asleep. <laughs> Perfect, and, <laughs> and then I was she like, was, it's something fantasy based, yeah. But what is it? It was this? definitely Clash of Clans, and like, uh, she just was like, mm, Sweetie, are you, talking, are you talking about a Clash of Clans or a game? I was like, No. No, and realized what was going on, and then she started laughing, and I got so sleep offended. Like, I was just like, babe, no, it's just, yeah, because I was like aware of what was happening, but only kind of, and not enough for me to laugh at myself. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, I, not too long ago, was apparently uh, in my sleep, just, going, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what I was dreaming about, but it was apparently showing somebody a pretty cool mm-hmm. guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nonchalantly the, at that. Just, yeah. Yeah,
3: like, around the, like, the time that he changed jobs too, he was apparently having the same conversation over and over. Little introvert had like memorized what he was going to oh, say. And hurts, so little
2: in dad. his
3: dreams, he was saying exactly what I've heard him say to other people in conversation, like just his part of the conversation. <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah, it's I'm a great learning job. Learning. I'm, I'm getting better at it, blah, blah.
0: Learning a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking from a firehouse. <laughs> Drinking from a firehouse. Yeah. Just a lot of that over there. really funny. But anyways, welcome to our sleep podcast. Joy, joy is eclectic. Um, Snoozy classic. Snoozy classic. What <laughs> Elastic? Elastic? Uh, Parker, what have you been listening hey, to this uh, week? <laughs> I... There were some things. Oh, hang on. Wait. I, I'm, I know I asked you this yeah. question. Don't Me? we usually ask our guests some questions about <gasps> themselves? We surely do. We surely do. Ooh. We should do that. Pop quiz. Pop quiz. Pop quiz. Time. Tell us about yourself and why you like music.
3: Why do I like music? That's an interesting question. <laughs>
0: I mean, like, I don't do, you know have hit, I know. do you have a background in music? Have you, yeah, you know, ever dabbled in instruments? In,
3: yeah, tell us about your experience. The tell only, us about your
0: qualifications in music.
3: <laughs> I would say I only dabble with instruments because I'm not proficient in any of them, <laughs> but I'm dabble efficient in.
2: In which um, ones, out of curiosity? Keys, mm-hmm. just
3: like. <laughs> Just chords. (laughs) Just the little pads in the background. Yeah, Jingle jangles. Little uh, jingle
0: jangle keys. Yeah.
3: No. Piano. Uh
2: And
3: um, mandolin recently. Really? So, yeah. Did you
2: start on piano Mm -hmm. as a kid? Okay.
3: Yeah. I was in band when I was in like fifth grade because everyone had to be in band at my school. Everyone
2: had to be in band? Mm -hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. In fifth grade. That's really interesting. And then in oh, sixth wow. grade, you could decide if you didn't want to be in it anymore. And then you could also decide what everyone in fifth grade got a recorder was it? too. Oh, okay, okay, so was that's a little bit different. I guess. Like, was
2: it after school or just like it was a class? No, it was just
3: a class. Okay, in our music grade.
2: class was like that too. In like seventh grade, like everyone learned guitar. Mm, really interesting. Yeah, we just wow. it was it was kind of like. uh, Have you ever seen those videos of like a concert of like two hundred? Yeah. Chinese seven year olds <laughs> all playing the same all with song on guitar. Guitars. <laughs> yeah. And like perfectly synchronized, kinda creepy because it's seven year olds <laughs> doing like, things synchronized. How like was this so robotically it, perfect? It, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so so that musicians. was that was us in seventh grade, and then pretty much everybody was like, boring and I hate it. And I was like, mm-hmm. ooh, guitar, <laughs> eh? <laughs> I could keep doing this. Yeah.
3: So yes. Piano so, and things. I would say that I'm I'm a vocalist. Mm-hmm. I do sing a lot. I've been singing since I, I was 3, I so I've had too. a lot of practice, like 24 years of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your so. family
0: sings a lot. My family just sings. Ambient, my right? mom
3: and my dad um and then all of my siblings, but I would say I probably did the most um like self-recording and like I never I've never had a band because I probably cuz I'm a little too controlling and also I can't play an <laughs> instrument. So uh-huh. I would just I liked to... That sounds like a perfect front man, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> front just man, front woman, whatever. Well, yeah. I think what I tended to do is just like, I liked to loop, or not loop, but like track my voice on top of itself and and harmonize with myself. I'm like, mm-hmm. but it's so nice like when I do it. Cause it's just, it's perfect.
0: You just need to do it better. <laughs> I know
3: what I want me to do and I do it. It's yep. great. But yeah.
2: I get that. Yeah. Cool. So those things, I was going to ask something else and I don't remember. So I won't (laughs) Is the moral of that story Um, But what have you been listening to? Well skip me Since we're already talking to you Uh We are already talking to you There
3: we go Um, I was trying to think about this I actually just listened to I made a playlist Of 58 songs For a trip to Chattanooga For one day Um, And I kept like Running into artists That I was like Why don't I listen to Their whole album Like all the time Because I miss (laughs) them Uh Um, But one of the artists That has been coming up a lot Like this past week Is John Mark Van
1: you are my first. you are my last. you
3: are I am um, not a country fan and a lot of the people that I'll show them to, they're like oh. Like a country voice. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> has, I like describe it. As, it's like rich and like yeah. deep and like Sultry. also just. He's got like such a range where his his falsetto is beautiful, but also his low range is like, how the heck does he sing that low? <laughs> it's beautiful and rich, and it is not country. He, um, he just has a very southern accent mm-hmm. in
2: regular life, so I feel like if yeah. that comes across in your voice, mm-hmm. like whatever.
3: Well, I think his music though is not country right. though. That's what the makes it for me mm-hmm. because. Yeah. It's, it, I don't like the the twang of country mm-hmm. and I feel like I hear it in every country song. So like as yeah. long as he st- stays away from that, it's usually, <laughs> if he does a fun twang thing, it's something I could hear Chad doing, like something yeah. very electric guitar, you know. Um, but anyways, John mm-hmm. Mark McMillan. Nice.
2: Any album in particular, out of curiosity?
3: Um, I always like Borderlands. It's one of the older ones. Mm-hmm. And I really need to re-listen to Mercury and Lightning. That's his newest one.
0: The medicine is really good as well.
2: Oh, yeah, that one's great. Also, Doobie Shloobie. That was his first one. Doobie. You may have never heard of it.
3: <laughs> Doobie Shloobie. <laughs> greatest That's, accomplishment.
2: That would be like Sufjan's first couple albums were kind of along that line for real, though. like uh, <laughs> Just made up words. Some, yeah. There's one of them that has like a dragon or a dinosaur or something. I don't know. It's pretty silly. Um... And since you asked me earlier, Chad, thanks for, yeah. me. Thanks for including me. Yeah, yeah. I, I was you. listening to uh, May had another new song this oh. week. Um, I was showing. Uh, so over the weekend, actually, I was out in Ohio, Indiana, and then back to Ohio for, um, I was playing with our friends Out of the Dust that I've talked about mm-hmm. um, a couple of times on here. Our friends Chris and Stiff, And they do like a house show, house show tour uh, during the summers. They did this year and last year and maybe
0: the year before. I don't know i don't remember
2: but we um yeah so we went out with him one week last year and then went out with him this week again too and so i played some guitar for them and that kind of cool. stuff so it was a big old fun time so i was showing chris the new um the new may song that i talked about and there's another one called let it die today and i don't totally know i think um it's like it's good there's a lot of good elements to it but there's something to be said for there's bands that do some like somewhat mathy things and there's kind of a line where it feels like in this song it's like very organic and then another song where it feels like yeah you just kind of took out a beat there just for no reason so there was a little a little bit of that in this one where there would be like three bars of of four seven bars of four and then the last one would just be of three so it would just go a little bit early to the next section yeah um so it was a little hard to kind of follow the song but not in a i don't know i've only listened to it a couple actually once so <laughs> <laughs> so those are my th- preliminary thoughts on it i'll have to listen to it some more to mm-hmm. find out but uh at the same time i'm very excited for their album whenever that comes out i have no idea when that'll be um but i'm gonna listen to it yeah. What about you, Chatfer?
0: So I know I had mentioned this uh, a couple weeks ago because they had put out a new single, but Death Cab's new album came out this past Thursday.
1: Lights, fill the sky. Empty night, night. Uh, wait, what are the play Is that
0: gold? Gold Gold Rush was the first, like, single that they put out. um, And I mentioned that on the podcast. Um, The whole album is out now Mm -hmm. uh, called Thank You For Today. And it's kind of the first album with, A, their new lineup, but also, B, just, like, totally not having... uh, chris Walla do anything on the right. album uh
2: which was which was, was kind he of like big part of the writing and recording process for kintsugi
0: so it's, and then yeah he he played guitar on a lot of kintsugi and like contributed parts but didn't produce it and that was the first of their albums mm-hmm. that he hadn't produced mm-hmm. and then this is the first one that he's just like as far as i know just not involved on at all yeah. um which is a pretty big distinction for them. Hmm. Like their music sounds very different because of that. And it's not like the album's not bad. I, I I've only listened to it all the way through once I think. Mm-hmm. And some of the other songs like a few more times, because like they did have another single that came out beforehand called autumn love. And obviously I've heard gold rush a few times now. Um, the, the like big songs that I'll take away from the album are summer years, um, Northern lights and you moved away. Those songs are pretty cool um the other ones didn't jump out at me so much mm-hmm. but this is kind of like the process that i always have to do mm-hmm. with De- death cow <laughs> albums where it's like a new album comes out and it's just like i don't know it didn't really jump out at me but i'll listen to it i don't know 16 more times then i'll yeah. be like mm-hmm. okay cool this is a good <laughs> album mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but it is it is different It it does sound different i mean the guy who played guitar on this one, Dave Depper, is the one who's been touring with them since Chris Walla kind of stepped out of the project, uh, essentially since Kintsugi came out, and like he he's done a good job. I think he helped contribute
2: guitar parts and everything, and and they've just
0: I don't know. It it just sounds different.
2: Yeah, you know. Yeah. Do you think it was a purposeful departure? Like we're we're not going to try to write like Chris Walla would have I mean, done, or uh, I mean,
0: probably have. to an extent. I think they're. I think death cab is one of those bands that like has done a good job of letting people be autonomous in the band. Mm. Like I don't think Ben Gibbard controls everything that happens on a song. He doesn't like
2: compose everything. He just brings stuff to the table Mm -hmm. and lets people interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Because
0: if you, I, I think the greatest example of this is probably they released the demo, all of the demo tracks for transatlanticism If you listen to all of those, they sound way different than they do on the actual album of transatlanticism. And I've always equated that to mostly Chris Walla Mm -hmm. because it's, okay, Ben Gibbard wrote these demos and pretty much like just quickly recorded them. They have like goofy little drum tracks and stuff like (laughs) Uh they're very bare bones, maybe like an overarching idea, but then Chris Walla produces and like picks parts and writes guitar parts and sort of Mm -hmm. edits things in such a way that it becomes what it actually is. And... And, and you know, Nick Harmer, the bass player, has an effect and like writes really involved bass lines. And, like He actually does stuff. He's not just holding down root notes all the time <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. And then Jason McGarrett, the drummer, always writes really interesting parts. And so that has an effect sometimes. Like, are those guys still the same? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so and Nick Harmer and, and uh, Jason McGarrett are still in the band. Um, but they added a new keyboard player and then Dave Depper, who's mm-hmm. playing guitar in uh, Chris Wallace's stead. Hmm. But, like, uh, and and you still get those influences, like, uh, on Kintsugi, there's an, a song called uh, El Dorado that when, uh, they actually had a song exploder episode about it. And mm-hmm. in that, Ben Gibbard kind of talks about, like, what his original vision for the song was and sort of, like, the way that he wrote it and how much it changed just because Jason McGear came into the studio, played a beat, and it totally changed the way the song sounded. And they kind of, like, reimagined the song because of that. And so I think they're, they're just one of those groups that the people who are in the band are going to have an effect on the sound, and the band's going to sound like the sum of those parts. Right. It's not going to sound like, oh, this is just that band, and they're just playing the parts that that band is calling for. No, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like Mute Math in that regard, right. where their yeah. sound changes drastically with the different pieces of the band. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's, yep. that's kind of how I think.
2: That's about. always interesting. like thinking about like, Under Oath after um, the changing of times and dallas taylor left yeah. and then the mute i mean everybody in the band was the same except for spencer chamberlain but all the folks in the band already wanted to do something fairly different so it sounds different for in that regard anyway but vocally like spencer chamberlain is doing a lot of the same things that dallas taylor does yeah just because it was like oh uh, you guys were like <laughs> almost done with this album and now i've got to re-record all this stuff and then the next album, he was like, "All right, I can do whatever I want now." Yeah, it so now like, he has the freedom to do freedom. whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes a big difference. It
2: does. But so
0: I, I, I think it is probably a good album. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm gonna enjoy it as much as some of their other stuff, but yep. I think it, I still get, like. I said those three songs that I mentioned are pretty cool, mm-hmm. and they, they sound really different. Um, I think it's, uh, I think it was Summer Years that has a really interesting chord progression in the chorus, which is. Mm-hmm unusual hmm. from for me like to to hear a song that could be a popular song but then it has like a, a chord that uh, and I, I haven't like sat down and worked out exactly what it is, but it does not sound like it's a chord in the key, and so yeah. it, everything kind of like shifts a little bit for that chord, and, and it's just interesting. I don't
2: know. No, I want to hear
0: that. Yeah, I know. I need we'll to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm always curious. I to need know, to figure it out. <laughs> I'm always curious to know um how many songs that band or even just Ben Gibbard, I guess, has ever written because you know oh, not man. every song they write is what they put on oh, the album. So and they have so many albums. Yeah. So thinking about and like. He he is very intentional about his lyrics mm-hmm. and they're up they're intentional about everything I'm sure yeah. but um just thinking about how many times you have to write and like throw something out before you get to like the gold
0: what yeah. i've always heard about like the the most prolific songwriters has always been that they're just like constantly writing mm-hmm. and i mean i i would i would safely assume that or I, I think I could safely assume that Ben Gibbard has probably written like hundreds if not thousands of like, songs yeah, and just discarded some especially of them especially
2: songwriters who are really into lyrics and stuff like mm-hmm. that Switchfoot is another example that I mean I, um, I heard somewhere that on like pre-each album they'll have like demos of 60 to 70 songs wow. that they're like oh and then yeah. pick some mm-hmm. whereas then I know plenty of other artists where it's like barely all right i wrote these 11 songs let's record these 11 songs yeah <laughs> we have and... to make all of these work <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yeah. and i mean i guess the question you know there's a, f- a fine line or a sliding scale of what counts as having written a song or not as far mm-hmm. as like if you've got a minute and a half of a song where it's a verse and then like a chorus is like does that count does that not count? but i mean like Kind of, because someone mm-hmm. could make a full song out of that. So I think it mm-hmm. just depends on like
0: what part you're thinking of writing, or like, yeah. or what piece you think is essential to have it be a song. That's like true. If you're yeah. think if you're talking about just like Ben Gibbard writing songs, then probably a chord progression and some lyrics, yeah. or maybe even just some lyrics, right? Yeah. Because he he tells a lot of stories in some of his songs. Like, not everything is just like about his life. Like, mm-hmm. this is a story. You know, he he does tell some stories. So I'm sure there's. Times where he's just like seen a story in a, a newspaper or, or an article about something and like in a
2: newspaper, in eh? a
0: newspaper. I know it's crazy. Uh, just seen something out there and like kind of written a short, uh-huh. almost more like a poem. But is that a song that he wrote or is that just yeah. poem at that point? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Hmm. It's that's a really good thing. question. Yeah.
3: I think it's like the creative process. Just once you start it, put something on paper or record something, mm-hmm. even if it's just a blip, like it's that creative process that's starting and then whatever it turns into, I think it's still that can still count. Yeah. That's what I say. Yeah. yeah. That would make me feel Which better about it. If anyone disagrees, take yeah. it up with Chad. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> fight. For his wife, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to party, <laughs> for my wife to party. Yeah. Hey, you guys want to talk about our topic thingy? Yes. Yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah, let's talk about a topic.
1: Ooh,
0: but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about. Girl singers, and Lady we singers. would have felt terrible talking about this in a normal week because we're just three dudes.
2: So we we brought a, a female to
3: legitimize the conversation. <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> so
2: that if we say anything incorrect, you can uh, I don't know punch us, like, us pu- probably punches in face. Yeah. yeah. Um. This was this was a listed idea, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Cool. What was your thought process behind this topic?
3: Um, I was trying to think of something that I had a lot of opinions about. And that I had any kind of knowledge about. Um, Jen, actually, like when I think about it, um, I do have probably like just a handful, maybe five female singers that I'm just very picky as a female singer. I am just particular about who I listen to because mm. honestly, sometimes my thought process is just prideful and like when I'm trying to sing someone's song and I'm like, I can't recreate what they're doing. I just have a lot of respect for that kind of vocalist. Huh. And so th- that's kind of somehow some of the ways that I like pick who I really respect and like enjoy listening to. But I honestly have grown up listening to a lot more male leads. So like um, Matthew Tyson or Matt Hoops from Reliant mm-hmm. K or John Foreman from Switchfoot or just John Foreman. <laughs> um, a lot of, my um, vocal style, like, kind of started more, like, when I had my own, like, music that I like to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, like, such an eclectic.
1: <laughs> Ooh, she did it! She, <laughs> she did the <laughs> <laughs> It's such an
3: eclectic group. So it was, it was interesting, like, thinking about, okay, female vocalists, who do I try to emulate? And so that's kind of how it helped hmm. me decide who I was going to talk about tonight, because there are quite a few people that are honorable mentions yeah. and stuff, so.
2: It is tricky because I feel like at least <laughs> this is a hard one for me to to because I think the genre that I mean we all grew up listening to a similar variety of music i I guess I don't know your history with music, Alyssa mm-hmm. too much, but I can kind of assume from yeah a
3: little bit I things. generally um. I'm curious. I generally relate to you and Chad. Cool. And- <laughs> Not Matt. He's yeah. dumb. That Matt yeah. guy. Except- Matt, if you're listening to this, <laughs> but I think keep Matt says up. he's the more he's the more pop focused one too. And I liked NSYNC and Beyonce, right. and so yeah. those I can really get down with too. So I'll be and him. I, I, I just I'm his feel substitute. like in our,
2: in that genre of like I don't know the emo scene and kind of rock or like folksy stuff. There's there just are fewer female vocalists Mm -hmm. by a large majority. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It seems like, like going through just the, um, the bands that I was listening to or the, you know, stuff on my Spotify and trying to find stuff. There just wasn't as much to choose from besides like guest spots or whatever. And there, there definitely were some, but not, um, not as many, and then one of the ones that I definitely would have picked, I think, is already being talked about, which is very it. fine. Yeah. <laughs> her, <I promise. laughs> but uh, but would have been probably my strongest candidate.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's. We'll just it, talk a lot about her. There's yeah. no way she would not have been talked about because, yeah. like, if she hadn't, I probably would yep. have, and if I hadn't, you would have. <laughs> <laughs> or, You know, one way just way or the just other. in the in the car today. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we can actually just go ahead and start with yeah, that. Yeah, she was on my playlist,
3: so also relating. So we're starting with Imogen yeah, Heap. just go for it, yeah. Okay, it. Imogen Heap. Ooh, what yes. a weird
0: name. Right. <laughs> I love Which it. Which is literally just her actual name. Her middle
3: name yeah. is Jennifer.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> just Imogen Heap. Gen- Jennifer name is Heap. Gorg, George. <laughs> George. <laughs> like, all right, whatever.
3: Yeah, Have it's fun. great. I learned a lot about her when I Wikipedia'd her, mm-hmm. too. She plays a lot of different instruments yes. and she plays a lot of like just super uncommon instruments mm. there's one that was just invented in like 2000 it's like a drum it's called a a hong H A N G. And it actually, <laughs> it really is, but it's. You should like look up a video of her doing it, or maybe you can like do a quick clip of that. Is it. it like a dome? It's like kind of a dome. It almost looks like a spaceship. And she, j- you just use your hands yeah, with it, definitely. but it doesn't uh-huh. just make a rhythm. It actually is kind of like um, the steel pitch. drum in the sense yeah. that it has pitch to yeah, it. It's and like, and like it's a So boom. once you hear it, you're like, oh, she's, boom. Boom. she's definitely used that before in yeah. her recording, but you would have not. I didn't know that's what it was. I think
0: I know what you're talking I think I've seen people play those before because it's like they're kind of drumming on the top of it. and it's got like a Yeah I think I saw
2: one it. of those At What's that used music Used music Nashville Or Ma- Nashville used music uh, Nashville like used music w- That's of those the one pawn shop-y kind of things um, Well it's like a really big one In Antioch Yeah um, I, I think I've passed it
0: A bunch of times So I've been there
2: probably. A decent amount of times I got all my symbols from there And I saw one there And it was like $400 Oh jeez Which is a
0: lot of money I bet those <laughs> yeah. are all like Hand forged Because yeah. they're probably. not getting Like yeah.
3: manufactured Or yeah, something like German, that They're German Turns out Really Yeah
0: I would have guessed Asian Nope German? Yeah, that's 100%. super interesting. <laughs> that's
2: so funny. Anyways, that's really so she insane. does that. She yeah. plays
3: like, I can't remember how to pronounce one of the other ones, but it's like Tines almost. Like, um, oh, like a
2: kimbala
0: or not a It starts with an A. Kalimba or something. I don't know,
3: but you can look that up too. Pretty much, I found a video that was just mm-hmm. her playing all these different instruments in mm-hmm. different cases. That's fun.
2: Um, But yeah, Imogen Heat. You did your research way better than I, <laughs> I tried. <laughs> no. Um...
3: I have a lot to say yeah, about her. Yeah, go for her. Yeah, do go that for her. Um, I just, I think she's a genius. She's also very, like, it seems like she's fearless to just try experimental things. Mm. And she ends up being really good at them. Um, the only thing, I've never seen her live, but all the videos of her just, like, don't do her justice because they suck live. Yeah. Like, I bet when you're there, it's great. But, like, the recordings of them with someone's phone is just yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um, mm. But her recording, like that's, she's also like an audio engineer, like, like that's how she's, that's how she thinks about things too. Mm -hmm. And so when she's like, she's like an architect, I think that's how I think somewhat she like puts her, um, creative energy into something. It's, it's very like architectural, like she knows how to like layer things, how to, when to include something when she doesn't need to, and then like how Mm -hmm. to make it work all together, um. But yeah, the recordings are just gorgeous. Like, I just want to like envelop myself in her sound. Gosh, she just has a really, really good notes. Let's just sit here and ponder yeah. for a
0: while. Yes. <laughs> um, um, I just, I'll, I'll just speak to that real yeah. quick because, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I looked her up several, several years ago because, I mean, Hide and Seek was obviously yeah. like this Where huge. Yeah. <laughs> um, this big thing off of her, I guess, second, second album. Yeah. yeah. You. You. Uh, but. Uh, I, I kind of heard about her more from Fru Fru than I did just from her, like, single mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. But
2: from Garden State originally, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah. Um, and it it was always just so interesting to me because she she gets kind of pegged as, like, a vocalist. Hmm. And after looking her up and, like, doing some more research, like, she is not evoke i I would like very confidently say that before she's a vocalist she's super into like technology Mm -hmm. and like the science of recording Mm -hmm. and being a multi-instrumentalist and just being this kind of soundscaping building super into technology kind Mm -hmm. of like she just is way more technology brained than i would have thought her being hearing frou-frou and her like Mm -hmm. the uh, speak for yourself album, like because right. it's all really well done. But then you think like, oh, she did all of that recording herself. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. recorded all of, most of the instruments by herself. She did. She like builds contraptions or like mm-hmm. helps make weird electronic instruments to do new things with. And it's like, I don't see her so much recently even making music as much as she is. Doing seminars and right. like weird exposés or like, uh, not exposés, um, TED Talks well, or whatever. Yeah, just sort of that kind of thing. Expos, I think, Expos. is what I was actually trying to get. Not which
3: I think at, stands expose. for exposition. So I think I was right. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um,
2: oh, but yeah, way more than that. the show. Alyssa's the permanent member. <laughs> uh, I know
3: words. She's <laughs> usurped me. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we had both discovered that she had invented these or at least had helped like inventing these gloves that could like essentially work as a remote essentially to do I said essentially twice it's fine <laughs> um just to get her music to do what she wanted to do by moving her hands certain ways i was like what yeah in they've the world?
0: got like gyros and it's kind of like motion okay. control so like this finger's connected to this parameter of this That's synthesizer very connected
2: to the <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> So she can just like. Each of her fingers will control like a different aspect of a synthesizer or something like that. And she, she can like manipulate it just moving her hands
2: and. It's that, really also, that seems like I would feel. Like if I just scratch my nose, crap! <laughs> like ah, rah, rah. You know, like really now, this song up. Now
0: this is music. What <laughs> I'm doing here? Yeah, she just
3: she'd just work with it. she Should just yeah. make it official. Exactly. This is wonderful. Um, what would you have said about? Imaging? Yeah,
2: well, I mean, just all of that stuff. Uh, I essentially would have essentially said that essentially all that stuff. <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 Your butt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, No, yeah, a lot of that stuff, I think the recording engineer stuff, when I first heard about that, uh, well, and what's interesting, too, is I think there's so much stuff that we take for granted now because it can be programmed so easily, and she Mm -hmm. does a lot of the kind of harder work to get what may end up being a similar kind of sound, and I don't think it's because she couldn't just do it the easier way, it's just because she has more fun doing it the (laughs) the more complicated way, Um, but I think I I probably would have talked about her as a vocalist. As, just as well as far as like, she a she has a really deep voice for, or a very a very a, wide, range, yeah, but wide like, range. That's what yeah. I was gonna say. Um, is, she
0: does have a crazy range. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I, that's not. I'm not trying to detract from her as a vocalist. Right. She is still an incredible yeah, vocalist. Yeah. But well, that's other,
3: just, yeah, the reason that I chose her eventually when I talk about it, yeah, it has to do with her vocals. So mm-hmm. I'm still in the realm that we're right. talking about. <laughs> but
2: that's not like. Uh, First and foremost, that's not like the thing that's at this point, yeah, qualifying her to be speaking at these expos, yeah. Yeah. exposés, or expositions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <She did. laughs> expose, expose. It's very gonna, dramatic. This whole
0: episode is just going to be a horrible thing for me, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. For,
2: <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so probably that kind of stuff, just vocal stuff, and that she like. Uh, does kind of like not yodeling kind of stuff but like use switches does a lot of stuff switching between her head voice and her chest voice a lot Mm -hmm. that like not a lot of other people necessarily do in the same way partly because i think she can she does have a higher register as well but it's mostly in her head voice as opposed to like diva yeah
0: yeah. you know yeah i mean like in hide and seek the bridge of that she hits a a note that's kind of like how are you doing? It's that? just not like, like belting it, though. At no, the same no, time. You it's know, really it's just, quiet. It's just kind of a whistle yeah. that she's doing with her yeah, throat. It, it's kind of wispy.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, And she's got a unique voice. I mean, amongst other things mm-hmm. of skills or whatever, mm-hmm. her voice is just like, oh, well, that's Imogen. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Oh, side note. I, um, uh, Ashley was listening to, was checking out Ariana Grande's newest album who very much, like, loves Imogen Heap, and she has a song called Goodnight and Go, and it has, like, half of the song in there, oh, which no. is... Oh, really? Yeah, I really I interesting.
3: <laughs> and Although I think Ariana Grande is very talented. Very
2: talented. I don't, like... There's some of her stuff that I like fine. It's like, cool, whatever. Um, I haven't really listened to her in a while. No, I, Yeah.
3: <laughs> I just know she has she has some love. She has,
2: <laughs> yes, some skills for sure. I would definitely say the stuff that I heard from this newer album, I was like, I don't... I just... Like a lot of the other stuff, it's like I mean, it's just pop music, and I can mm-hmm. like I can get with it fine. I just wouldn't listen to it myself. Whereas yeah. this is like, if it was on,
3: uh, I would just probably want it to be turned off. <laughs> I hope this wasn't the album that she had all the like artistic freedom to do what she wanted, and now you hate it. Uh, <laughs> could be. <laughs> Not like
2: my opinion's going to really change the world or anything. She'll hear but, it. She's yeah. going to
3: hear it. She's going to be sorry, sad.
2: Ariana. She's been sorry, trolling Ari. all the Parker Deal forums. <laughs> just like. <laughs> going to say? Um, but yeah, all that to set up. Do you want to play the song and talk about it and whatnot?
3: Yeah. yeah. The song we're going to listen to is I chose um, Just For Now, Um partially because it's textual painting. So it's very um, Christmassy, actually, or just holidays. I actually think of Thanksgiving more frequently than I think of Christmas. Yeah. I don't
2: associate Thanksgiving with the sound at all.
3: Yeah. It's mostly <laughs> Christmas, but I think because of my family, we would switch back and forth. Like one year we would do Christmas. At Thanksgiving time with one side of the family and then with the other family we would do it at Christmas time. Gotcha. Okay. So they're kind of interchangeable for me. Lots just of really good you, food. I thought and you meant like
2: you would do Christmas at Thanksgiving and then like when Thanksgiving Christmas, just Christmas. Dry, like, because <laughs> we're just gonna hang around. Yeah. Like, whatever. Just be thankful. We just got all this time off. <laughs>
3: um so anyways, this song is um one that I really do like to listen around to around like when it's cold. That's um right. but it actually has the title of the song in like the background while she's like singing that part, she does a lot of layering, like I'd said before, I think. And, um, but the reason that I chose this one, this little clip particularly, is because she actually sniffs and it works in the song. So we're talking about her being like, um, just a very like inventive mm-hmm. type person. Like, it's just amazing to me that someone can sniff in a song and it works. So <laughs> just listen to this and see if you agree that it works. Yeah, I forgot to mention dynamics too. So I'll say that she's just a master That's of great. bringing things up, even like with your emotions too. I think, anyways, my emotions follow. I'm a lady, got lots of emotions. <laughs> she like pulls your emotions one way, and then she'll like drop, and she'll just like very mm-hmm. sweetly like pull it into some other area she wants mm-hmm. to be in, and it's perfect.
2: Mm-hmm. I definitely appreciated the sniffing. Yep. <laughs> As you I, should. Okay, so this is one of the several several artists that i like got from my sister's computer and she'd gotten only a couple of songs or whatever or i got from Limewire or something so i don't know if this was one that i've been, i think this is one that i know of more recently and like mm-hmm. didn't really listen to back in the day but then there were a bunch that i know like back to front because i listened to those so i had like six songs off speak for yourself and then yeah i some off iMegaphone or whatever mm-hmm. um so yeah, I never paid attention to that part before, but I really appreciate it. Yeah,
0: yeah, it, that whole song is really cool because it starts with, you know, her just like layering this, the title of the song that "Just for Now, Just for Now." She just like does a little vocal layer mm-hmm. of that for a few seconds, and it's it's just really pretty. Hmm. And mm-hmm. She is very inventive, and very eccentric mm-hmm. a, a little bit. She she, yeah. she just makes choices that like I don't know of anybody else who would just think, yeah, I'm gonna do a sniff in this song, and it's and it's gonna work. I'd yeah. be like. Mm, how about maybe don't but she doesn't it's just like yeah that just sounds like she's doing her thing Mm -hmm.
2: and it kind of it breaks the fourth wall a little bit if there is a fourth wall in music (laughs) yeah the third wall of visuals (laughs) good point oh man yeah um so i mean here i'll i'll move in my my first one from this uh did we have any more things to say on imagine here before we do
4: cool Brilliant. brilliant brilliant
2: i said brilliant this weekend and ashley was like what? <laughs> She's like, oh, that's really cute, but like kind of weird. <laughs> well, Who are you? <laughs> yeah, And which is weird because like I realized, no, I've been saying that for a little while now, but I think I've been mostly saying it. Um, we work with a lot of Brits mm-hmm. uh, on our team because that's kind of our team is half in the UK and half in the States. And for some reason, there's just a little part of me that wants to feel like I don't know, like I fit in or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you want to prove so, that you're cultured. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It's really dumb, but I'll be talking, you know, like I had an issue with my VPN the other day and, uh, had to talk to somebody, um, in the UK and he was like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, brilliant, wonderful. <laughs> so it just became part more of my vernacular now. Um, but yeah, so Imogen heap is very, uh, I don't know what the best way to say it, but like, I mean, she, her singing also takes the forefront in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And so the, the first one I'm going to be talking about is somebody that I think does do that some, but also has to like kind of blend in and be part of a group a little bit because she's in bluegrass context. Hmm. Um, Sarah Watkins from Nickel Creek. Yeah. Um, I had a feeling that was where yeah, this was going. Yeah, for sure. So it was, I, I also thought about picking um, on the Goat Rodeo Sessions. Hmm. There's two songs that have um, singing and I don't remember... <laughs> I don't remember the girl's name, but there's a girl and she does some singing and, but we've listened to one of those songs before. And so this one, yeah, she's, she's got a pretty, uh, varied voice, but, but then also has to, whenever they like sing their three part stuff and they have some pretty tight harmonies too, where it's not just like, you know, the one, the third and the fifth, it's, uh, you know, a bunch of other stuff as well. So specifically I'll go ahead and play the clip first and then we'll talk about it. Um, this is my alarm clock a lot of days. Oh, yeah. And you don't hate <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah I, I somehow managed to, I think I turned my alarm off so fast after it starts going off. So you Barely hate the first the millisecond of, of the song? <laughs> legitimately, yeah, exactly. You know, like, I'm like, <gasps> oh, okay. How, oh, okay. And the, the start of this one is just, like it's just a little <laughs> violin thing kind of coming up. So, I just start to hear it and I don't even get a chance to register what song it is. But yeah, so it's Where Is Love Now and it's the last song on their album, A Dotted Line, which was their kind of like reunion album. And then they haven't had another one since. It's been four freaking yeah. years, so whatever. <laughs> um, but so I put in the last line of the verse and so that it's like the her singing by herself and then the chorus is the three part with Chris Thiele and Sean Watkins, her brother, which mm. is so cute that cute. they're in this band together. Leave me here you go it's pretty <laughs> um and i think there's something to be said too for just the uh, ability to seamlessly sing in a group or whatever mm-hmm. um and especially a tight group like that because like in yeah. a choir you can everybody just ends up blending in sort of regardless <laughs> yeah. unless you're singing like really obnoxiously <laughs> um <laughs> But singing in a small group like that and being very aware of your dynamics, uh, which obviously is something that Imogen Heap can do. She just uh, did. She mostly doesn't sing with those people. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. just sings with herself. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so that I think that's something. And like, there's some other songs. I almost picked a clip from their their song Hayloft as well, which is just a completely different. It's kind of like I don't know, just different genre within the same genre, uh, but a lot more upbeat and stuff and. Um, yeah I don't have a ton to say besides (laughs) there's something to be
0: said for like siblings singing Mm -hmm. together that just does blend really well Mm -hmm. um, because their voices tend to kind of sound similar Alyssa Mm -hmm. sings with her sister her, well, she sings with her with, whole family a yeah. lot, mm-hmm. um, but more I've sung recently. I've with
3: Michaela more frequently than I've sung with Jenna, but Jenna lives yeah. in Murfreesboro now, and so okay. we both lead worship. Nice. We've only led together one time yeah. since <laughs> she's been here, which has been a year, but I think we're leading again together next month. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, our voices are very, very similar, so we blend very well. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's true. My sister and I sing together a lot in high school and s- stuff i just don't see her anymore <laughs> however as of in two days i'll be seeing her again she's nice. in town. so it'll be fun um and she'll probably come on the podcast nice if nice. she wants to uh, or if
0: whatever or if she doesn't want to, <laughs> yeah. <come> to <laughs>
2: before, <sir. laughs> i didn't know where i was going with that yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah that, that's pretty much it for that one not a whole lot to say i've i've always really liked sean or er, sarah watkins voice uh and it's it's it is interesting on this album like she's it was eight years since their last one and they're I think the three of them are close to are like late 30s now whereas they were late 20s early 30s Mm -hmm. beforehand and her voice has definitely kind of grown up a little bit Mm. Uh, in sort of a good way but sort of a like raspy way too Mm -hmm. like breathy Um, to where it was a bit surprising, but not off-putting at the same time. Just kind mm-hmm. of like, cool. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah.
0: Um, for my first one, I this is the one that I was like, definitively, I'm definitely talking about her, uh, and that is Meryl Garbus from Tune Yards. Uh, huh. She has a vocal range that is just I don't know, it's not, like, she does have a good vocal range. Like, when you just think of, like, pitches, she can sing a a wide range of notes. It's great. Um, But her dynamic ability is, is something that I've always found just awesome about mm-hmm. the way that she sings and the way that they write music and the way that she like presents herself when they're playing their music and um, i cannot recommend enough watching their live videos from like kexp and audio tree and stuff like i don't well i don't know if they have an audio tree they have at least one or two kexps that are i think they have three now actually they're all worth watching <laughs> if for no other reason than just like watching her do her thing mm-hmm. um because she has so much going on all the time when she's playing because she loops her voice she plays ukulele and loops that she plays some drums and loops those Mm -hmm. she plays a little bit of a synthesizer and loops those and on top of that still finds time to like have this huge dynamic voice that she can make sound crazy Mm -hmm. and it's i've just always been so impressed by how much she can make you feel what she wants you to feel Mm -hmm. like she just yeah Brings you into the situation is like this is how you're gonna feel right now, and you're gonna <laughs> like it. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I pulled a clip from their song. Hey, uh, no, it's it's not from Hey Life. Uh, that is a wonderful song. You should absolutely go listen to because it has one of the best builds and. Why didn't you in pick that song? Because <laughs> I was trying to find a clip that showed both of the like f- like main facets of her voice. Yeah. And so this is actually from. A uh, song called Dang It I Lost It. Um Great title. you'll no, know it when we come uh, back yeah, from yeah, this play. Uh, it's a song called Real Thing.
1: Yeah. What yeah. Yeah. there is nothing never what you thought you got. I'm the real
0: So she's got like a really sweet voice in the beginning of that, and it's mm. real nice and just like, oh yeah, this is really. And then she gets that huge, just like diva alto thing going where it's like, where did that come from? Holy cow, girl.
2: Get it. Cowgirl. Cowgirl. <laughs> <laughs> cowgirl. Holy cow, girl. Holy cow, girl. Man, it's. I, I think something too that's just like. Because it would be really easy to sit here and mention, like, here's all these singers that can do these crazy runs or whatever and, like, be great pop vocalists, mm-hmm. but uh, but unique vocals and ones that honestly are also kind of could be off-putting. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Matt's not here, obviously. Or he's very silent. Um, <laughs> oh, no, he's not here. He's just he, been quietly sitting in the corner, yeah. like,
3: "Hey, when why'd you give a my seat?"
2: <laughs> but one of the ones he might—he was thinking about picking for. He'll have a listener submission later, um, but he like kind of thought about mentioning Joanna Newsom, for example. Yeah. Who has like a very unique voice, and lots of people be like, "No, that's (laughs) bad." (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Uh, but I think just people who have unique voices and aren't afraid to do something Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. different with it, because it's it's so easy to. And I I think a lot of the reason why, like we were saying before, or like at least I was saying before, and you guys can agree or disagree with me as much as you want, uh, (laughs) is that within kind of that genre of you know rock or whatever. There's not as many female vocalists, largely because I think it's so much easier to lean into, I'll well, just do like pop or R and B, you know, like mm-hmm. the ones that are classically. This is where female vocalists are, or yeah. maybe like jazz, powerhouse or
3: something vocalists. Like. Yeah, yeah, the exactly. powerhouse
2: alto only fits into a few
0: genres of music. Yep, and that's not typically what the three of us listen yeah. <laughs> to. <laughs> so,
2: so yeah, no, that was so. As far as unique voices go, like I wouldn't have 100 percent been able to. Decide. I think on my first listen to at least that song, mm. is this a female vocalist or is this a guy with a really mm. high voice? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, yeah. yeah. And Actually, yeah.
3: This is. I mean, sorry. Go for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of the Japanese House before, but. Oh. Um, It's a female singer, but she uses a vocoder almost the whole time. And Hmm. so I was playing that with my playlist that I was just talking about with my friend, introducing her to my music. (laughs) And uh, she was like, is this a guy or a girl? And I was like, that's the right question to ask, because I was so curious, too. It was really cool to see um, her, like, in like a live session and be like oh okay that now I can hear her voice while I'm looking at her yep. through the vocoder it's very interesting but yeah that's not a natural thing like you're talking about <laughs> well, where yeah, she's no. just got a very yeah. interesting voice
0: but but Meryl Garbus is she just has a, like a really interesting voice and I think she's a really dynamic person just mm-hmm. the, the way she's writing her songs and the subjects that she's usually talking to are very like emotionally charged because she's writing a, uh, generally about things in her real life mm-hmm. um, but yeah watching her do some of this stuff it's kind of like I am confused by you because your voice doesn't sound <laughs> like it should be coming out of you or yep. you should be ma- I don't know I am
2: curious like I mean I'm always curious about with interesting voices especially like I have cannot place what I think she looks like based yeah. on <laughs> and like that just mm-hmm. having that with interesting voices and like or just people on podcasts all the time yeah all of you guys listening today um, <laughs> if you don't happen to just know us in person well, or yeah. whatever but like I'll listen to a podcast and be like oh this guy is just like a I don't know, like a short, fat guy, and it turns out he's tall and skinny, but has like yeah. a crazy deep voice. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. um, we all look pretty normal. Yeah. <laughs> we're just,
3: we're Parker just... and I both have nose rings. It's true. Which we both didn't have last time we saw each other, I'm pretty sure. Did you not? Mm-mm. Did you have one well, at some point? Well, I might point? have, actually. This is my my third <laughs> time getting one. Because you didn't have confused.
2: one, and then you got it again, right? Yes. Okay, because Ashley was the same way. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. Yeah. She and actually her. didn't have one most recently because she had a stud, and then replaced it with um, or tried to put a ring in by herself and that didn't work so then I tried to help and that didn't work either Ouch. and after two hours of trying that and it getting just really sore and swollen yeah. and stuff we ended up giving up and then having it repierced like uh. a lot later
0: Ouch. Now, not like no joke. I just realized your nose is pierced. I don't know that I've ever like cognitively thought about that. Has it been pierced the entire time I've known you, or am I just like <laughs> no. crazy? No, okay. no it okay.
2: new as of last week. Okay, oh, okay. yeah.
0: Shit. Thank God. <laughs> I was about to be like, I am the worst friend and just
2: unobservant person. <laughs> I don't look at my friend's
3: nose is no, a the- but that's
2: to say even too. Like I still didn't really yeah. notice. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> like you guys watch The Office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's that one episode where they can't remember Stanley has a mustache mustache <laughs> and they just have a picture that somebody drew one with the mustache <laughs> yeah. one without and they're it's like, like oh, they're wait. both right <laughs> that kind of stuff is just my favorite where That's it's so like good. you can tell something's maybe different mm-hmm. but just not really know
0: Alyssa <laughs> had that same sort of uh, interaction with a lot of people yep. you were like did you get your nose pierced recently or is,
2: have you just always mm-hmm. had it yep. like I because it could go either way like 100% yeah. And, like, Alyssa, you just look like a person that would have your nose pierced. I
3: just look like I naturally have my nose pierced (laughs) from birth.
2: It just grew out of your nose. (laughs) Metal.
3: It's a very strange thing to say.
2: On that fun note. Yeah.
3: What were you going to say? Yeah. Let's take a break.
2: Unless we had something else to say first. Nope.
3: No. Bye.
2: (laughs) See you in, like, two seconds for you and five minutes for us.
1: (laughs) Welcome welcome back. back. We yes. said that at the same time. Wow! It. What a
2: sweet uh, experience to have. Yeah. Uh, what's your next one,
3: Lisa? My next one is also a dynamic vocalist. I would say she's a dynamic vocalist. Dynamite! Dynamite! Um, Dynamite.
0: Yes. Dynamite! There it
2: was, man. That resonated in this room. You're welcome. <laughs> it it's always thing. fun going into like bathrooms and like,
3: <laughs>
2: and then finding that one yeah. note. It's like. It just vibrates all of everything in the bathroom. Exactly. Things
3: that Alyssa does not do in the bathroom.
2: <laughs> what if that was the note in somebody's bathroom that's listening right now? Oh. And they like, just like, that, that, that note never leaves anymore. Yeah, it's just it's stuck, just stuck in their bathroom in their forever forever. Their Rattling around
0: in there. They just pooped a lot because of that. <laughs> so Regina Spector, huh?
3: <laughs> yes. So yeah. Regina Spector is, um, she was born in Russia. Mm-hmm. Her name, if you look at it, it actually does kind of look Russian. Um, mm-hmm. Regina name? Mm-hmm. That's her name. Um, she's also Jewish, which I didn't know, but makes a lot of sense. If you see like a picture of her and like you like read her history and stuff, I was like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I actually had to double check to make sure. So in this in the song that I'm about to that we'll play, um, I didn't play the part where she's singing in Russian, but she does, and she. um uh, did- I was making sure that it was Russian and not like like hebrew or something because i was like she would i mean if you read her history and stuff it's not like she's just like jewish by birth and stuff yeah um anyways so she's very dynamic she's also a little i think she's experimental in the sense that like i just don't know another vocalist that will make sounds in their song like vocal sounds that i just wouldn't think to do um Mm -hmm. but yeah and this song is called après moi and so Mm -hmm. uh she's singing in French and then like she sings in English for the most mm-hmm. part. But then the second verse is all in Russian. And I just think it's amazing. Like r- Russian is very like, it's the very mouth- interesting. It's a <laughs> lot of, there are a lot of like consonants and a lot of like, it's I would kind of just think it would be language. hard to sing, Yeah, but the way that she does it is just like beautiful. And you're like, okay, yeah, that's just like flowing off of her tongue. Like that just is so natural and like, Beautiful.
0: Probably helps that it probably was her first language. Yeah, probably. (laughs) I think
3: she was nine when she moved to the States. so Uh um But yeah, this is Uprimola. After me comes the flood. Be afraid of the lame,
1: then inherit your legs. Be afraid of the old, then inherit your souls. Be afraid of the cold, then inherit your blood. Занилы плакать, писать о феврале
3: На взрыв бокал.
2: There were parts where she was speaking in English that I was like, was that Russian? No, that was English. I was like, wait, yes. what is it? Uh, well, oh.
3: surprise. I actually, to myself, I did actually include the Russian. I mean, it needed to be in there. So I'm glad yeah. that past Alyssa agrees with present Alyssa.
0: I assumed that's the whole reason you picked that clip, actually. So I when did. that I was that, so I was proud like, well. of my <laughs> clip, too. I was like, man, this is
3: a really good 30 seconds because it's got English and mm-hmm. French and Russian. Um, oh, yeah. By the way, I like French a lot. Um, yeah. i took a yeah. lot of french and there was one episode
0: where i randomly asked parker it. if he actually <laughs> spoke french and it's because of her uh-huh. <laughs> yes. i knew she would want to know uh-huh. <laughs> it's a fun fact
2: indeed
3: um i just bowed we don't have to translate what she says Après moi, le la deluge right. because she says after me comes the flood uh-huh. right after she said it <laughs> um i have no idea what she i do know what she's saying in russian but i don't know it off the top of my head it's mm-hmm. a poem uh it's a russian poem gotcha um but, yeah, it's really beautiful, mm. and, like, you'll notice, I think even in that clip, um, she'll, like, halt. Like, she'll, um, I oh, must go on standing, so, like, mm. she'll, like, stop it with, like, an O, which is not, yeah. I don't know. It's just not natural for the music that I've listened to. So, I think that that's kind of dynamic as well.
2: Yeah. I, I wonder, too, I was talking about this, about just, like, languages with people the other day. I wonder... I would have to listen to it in context again, but with the like stopping yourself, if it's something where like in Russian you use like O in the same way that you'd use um hmm. or uh in French or mm-hmm. that kind of thing where it's like the like thinky words yeah. where you don't really have anything to say and it's a filler thing. So I wonder if she w- if that would have extra meaning. I could have just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that's an interesting thing in language, mm-hmm. just in general, is the fact that uh well okay, so the context was at church, a friend of mine or someone that I was talking to was like, Hey, can you speak in a French accent? I was like, yeah, sure. And then so I did, but then all of my filler words instead fromage. of <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, uh, all my filler <laughs> words were still, because I speak in the French accent, were still uh instead of um, even though I was speaking English words. Which is just, I know I didn't like make that connection, but they were like, Oh, that's funny. And I was like, Oh, yeah, I guess so. It's (laughs) kind of silly. Um, But yeah, very dynamic. Yeah, she's got a lot
0: of like interesting, just the way that she tends to write songs, she is very vocal forward. And so most Mm -hmm. of the songs that I've heard by her have literally just been her and a piano yeah so, well she's also
3: a really talented piano. yeah pianist. no
0: 100 percent. she is fantastic at the piano and but she'll just like do vocal stuff and the timing of like what she's doing on the piano mm. just sort of follows that so i've never heard her play with anybody else instrumentally and so she doesn't have to worry about like this timing doesn't really line up with mm-hmm. anything or she can just kind of like kind of ebb and flow with it which makes it feel very performed
1: mm-hmm. i mean when
0: you listen to her songs it sounds like She's just performing this yeah, song. There's you know, no like and, click track kind yeah, of thing yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's, it makes it very interesting to listen to most of the time. So,
2: yeah.
1: Hmm.
3: Her lyrics are always very interesting as well. Like what when they're in a language you can understand. <laughs> um, that's a good question. I I tend to like get pictures in my head whenever I'm listening to her hmm. of like just visualization. Um, I'm trying to think of this. There's a song called Raindrops. And I actually had learned it on piano, which is why I knew some of the words. And now I'm trying to remember. She sings about, like, worms or, like, ants and, like, um, but it's still pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She'll sing, um, she sings a song on the radio. And um, she's lis- She's talking about, like, listening to a song on the radio. Um, like, I don't know. It's it's very meta it's because meta, you're listening yeah. to <laughs> right. your radio, probably. Uh-huh. Our radio, whatever. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah the um i'll go ahead and hop over to my next one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this one also is dynamics related. So look at that. Whoa. Free for, whoa goodness. Whoa. Uh it kind of and this one's actually it's a guest vocal spot on a different song. So there's the band Copeland. Yes. Who is great. Oh, <laughs> yes. I love Copeland. <laughs> and um oh, I just forgot what song I even picked. Uh it's the suitcase song. Um, I was
3: going to say. That's uh, got to be that.
2: Yeah. There's and they uh, a bunch of their albums have female vocalist spots which is a yeah. lot of fun uh, and actually there's a lot of female vocal spots that I wasn't even aware of because they were on the Xora Twin album mm-hmm. and I oh, don't, yeah, haven't I really listen listened to, to I've listened to it once yeah. so for whatever that's worth there you go uh, but this one is so it's the suitcase song it's on the album You Are My Sunshine and the it's ray cassidy who i have not Mm -hmm. listened to any of her other stuff so i have no concept of her besides just the copeland stuff that she's on but aaron marsh's voice is it's pretty dynamic for the most part but he has a lot of oftentimes it's kind of soft and like high falsetto Mm -hmm. stuff and affected yeah and not very um he, he definitely can kind of belt it or whatever, but a lot of time he just doesn't for the context of the songs that he's singing. And in this song especially, it's a lot of that just high, soft stuff, and there's nothing really aggressive about his voice at all. Mm-hmm. And then in the bridge, Ray Cassidy comes in and she's like, Hey, everybody! <laughs> Pretty much just <laughs> starts singing. And, yes. Uh, I love so that. The, I just love the contrast of that which especially compared to a lot of their other songs uh might be something where Aaron's singing a little bit more aggressively and then the girl singer comes in the female singer comes in And it's Super a, soft yeah exactly and it kind of you know brings it down for a second and it's nice and chill or whatever yeah. so it's nice to have this where it does the opposite mm-hmm. uh, as well so here we'll go ahead and play that bit
3: Do you know how he found her? No. This might be a rumor and I might be wrong, but I'm we'll pretty go sure for it. <laughs> when I looked her up she was she's like a, a flautist. She's oh. like a flute player. Okay. She was on MySpace. And I think that he found her through MySpace.
2: Interesting. That might just be Which how I found it. <laughs> <laughs> but
3: That's also how it's, it's Justin Bieber got found.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was like ten years ago that I looked into this. Yeah. I feel like so. I mean, that makes
2: sense. But it's stuck in I my remember head. MySpace though, yeah. MySpace was a thing. It yeah, surely it was. was. Oh, and I, Tom, good old Tom, Tom Anderson, Tom Bombadil. I don't. Know. <laughs> Probably <laughs> yeah. Tom Bombadil. Uh, yeah. Again. A lot of these, I don't have a ton to say about, unfortunately. Um, but I, I mean, I think I already said whatever I was going to say about this one. But just the, the dynamics, there. and I left a little bit of of Aaron singing in beforehand because mm-hmm. if I just threw you in the Ray Cassidy part, you'd be like, "Cool, what's the yeah. contrast?" Yeah. Um, so, but leaving it in where he was singing beforehand. Yeah. And also, if anybody hasn't listened to Copeland, obviously their their instrumentation is super. Uh, diverse a mm-hmm. lot of times too yeah. sometimes just straight up rock bands you know two guitars keys bass drums and then other times it'll be like this kind of thing where you've got you know like a french horn and mm-hmm. yeah. or like a with a mute yeah horns exactly. in general yeah <laughs> in the brass horns and strings when i saw them I've only seen them once, I mm. think. I would like to have seen them more times. Um, but they I've had seen them twice. I'm a bigger string- fan. <laughs> 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 they played with a string quartet when you yeah. saw it? Yeah. That's awesome. But man. you can barely hear it. It Aww. was it was at the Grand Ole Opry. Were you guys in oh, well, I okay, not, okay, no. not at the show? It was at the Grand Ole Opry. They were opening for Paramore. We left about halfway oh, through that's Paramore. That's super yeah. weird. We really How did that work? It with, was At the Opry? At the Opry, What yep. a weird it, place it, for that to it happen. It was fun, too. Aaron's just such a sweet guy. He was like, hey, yeah, uh... Uh, 14 years ago, this this girl opened for us on on a tour, and now she's bringing us out on the road, and that's pretty great. Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, it is." <laughs> You're it's like so the one guy in the back, "Yeah." He's such a sweet boy. Yeah, so we we loved watching their set, and uh, except for that, yeah, the sound wasn't that great, mm. uh, which is too bad.
3: Well, yeah. I saw him at Rocket Town, uh-huh. so you can imagine how the sound was with that it's okay <laughs> yeah it just, uh, <laughs> then we saw them at it was Mercy Lounge or uh, and it was the cannery yeah. ballroom yeah, I wanted
2: I, I didn't know that show was, was even I, that's the one yep, yep. <laughs> I wanted to have gone to that show and I think I found we found out about it too later after yeah. it happened some I, I want to say it was someone who was like were you not at the were you not at the Copeland show last week <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. mm. that's actually the one I
0: I met or I like it might have been said Elijah, hi to at a Matthew Hoops
2: it was there at the, um, mm-hmm. I regret in it. retrospect. I about that. That um, yeah, I I went to an Emory show, and Aaron Lunsford from Acidies Burn was just standing oh, back yeah. there, <laughs> and I just stupid saw him and I was like, that's Aaron Lunsford, <laughs> and I never went up and said hi just because he's a neat guy, yeah, mm-hmm. and would have led to say hi, but yeah. Lo and (laughs) behold, what you got, Chad? So my
0: second one is kind of interesting because I think she is a super valid, just artist and vocalist primarily, but she has, you know, like, Tons of albums at this point and does very well for herself and all, usually does a lot of the instrumentation on her albums and is really interesting. And her name is Feist. Uh, oh, Leslie uh, Feist. Yep. Yeah, this she, one
2: almost came out for me as a guest spot too. Oh, yeah. She does much of this. Go mm-hmm. on.
0: <laughs> yes, she does. She's kind of all over the place. Um, but the reason I actually wanted to talk about her was for her work with Broken Social Scene. Um, because for a period of time there in kind of the early 2000s she so the main like two people who started broken social scene were kevin drew and brendan canning and they made this like weird instrumental album that is awesome and i love sleeping to it and <laughs> it's fantastic <laughs> uh it makes me so sleepy every time i listen to it now because i've conditioned myself over the last 20 years <laughs> um but the they started the band and then like the next album they just expanded it into this huge super group of toronto-based musicians mm-hmm. and uh kevin drew and leslie feist were actually dating for quite a while and so wait she... that's her
2: last name mm-hmm. oh and I so yeah i didn't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I didn't know, even I remember that uh, <laughs> they
0: yeah so they were kind of dating at the time and so she kind of became a permanent fixture of broken social scene as well um they just always kind of wrote very and not like just, she's like a backup singer and broken. social. it's mm-hmm. like, she was a main contributing member of this, this band and like the music that they were writing and some of the songs. And so there, there are several examples of songs that just, she led or, uh, you've definitely heard the song anthems of a 17 or 16 year old girl or something like that. Um, that was on the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack. Right. Um, yeah. And that's her. She mm-hmm. kind of wrote the song and it just builds up into a thing. And she mostly sings the same part over and over, but anyway, <laughs> um, she's just such a a huge part of that band and the style of the way that they sing songs and write songs that it's not like she's a guest spot or like a supporting like she just is I right. remember, uh, And I think that's one of the first bands that I started to see multiple vocalists share that responsibility because it's not like Kevin Drew's the only vocalist. It's like Kevin Drew and Brendan Canning and Andrew Whiteman and Feist and Emily Haynes from metric and yeah. just all these people, like whoever's out with them, mm-hmm. they all kind of take turns, you know, leading song or sometimes they'll have songs mm-hmm. where they both have melody parts. And like,
2: it's kind of like how in a, in a different way, if you look up like Bethel music or some yeah. of the like Hillsong or whatever, it's like, it's a band, but really it's, I, you know, it's an artist. I mean, kind that, of a collective. Yeah, exactly. Where there's 20 different people that all could be like the, the actual singer of the band yeah. for these three songs <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. randomly.
0: But it's always fun. It's always fun. Like seeing videos of broken social scene. And like when I saw them live, I was so attracted to them because, you know, they have like 15 members in the band and all this stuff. And like, Everybody on the front row that's holding a guitar also has a microphone in front of them, and it just makes this huge sound and everything. But I specifically wanted to pull out uh, from 7-4 Shoreline, a song that I've had on the show before, talking about the time signature of the song because it's in Uh (laughs) 7-4. But this is a really good example of, like, you know, the first bit of the vocals is Kevin Drew and Leslie Feist, you know, harmonizing, like, singing together, and then it'll switch to just Feist, and then it'll switch to just Kevin Drew or something like Hmm. that. So it's just kind of a, a fun display of the kind of things that they do.
2: A soulful voice. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the song I probably would have brought up is The Kings of Convenience. Did you ever listen to them? I don't remember. Never mind. <laughs> um, a song, it's called The Build Up, and it's them and uh, my sister and I sang it together a couple times nice. back in high school times. Uh, but yeah, she just got a really pretty, like jazz mm-hmm. kind of based voice, mm-hmm. but then uses it for non jazzy things, yeah. uh, which is just fun when yeah. you kind of throw that in a mm-hmm. different.
0: Yeah, she's just she's context. just a really fun artist, and like she had a song that was pretty big, uh, kind of a, a little bit later than this album came out, called One Two Three Four, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was kind of everywhere there for a minute. And it's just such a like fun and happy song, and like one. it was on Sesame Street, yeah. and it was super cute. And it's like, yeah, this one, totally fits. You could do this all the time.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that, that was on my playlist. This <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> that makes sense. It's a yep. great
2: song. <laughs> uh, before we go to Alyssa's last one, and then the rest of our last ones. I'm going to pretend to be Matt for a minute. Uh Uh, Hey, everybody. I'm Matt. (laughs) There you go. That was Matt. (laughs) Murder. He's got a listener submission. And here it goes. Matt said, here's my blurb. There are about a million... (sighs) I already messed it up, guys. I like how much Matt's got a southern accent all of a
0: sudden. There are about a billion (laughs) female vocalists I'd love to talk about, but I figured Suzanne Sundford... Susan Senfurd,
3: sunfish Sunfurd,
0: Susan on the <laughs> Sunfurd. I don't know and that's so <laughs> we got hung up on. We <laughs> <laughs> just said Susan Senfurd over and over for <laughs> at like the an same hour. time as that one note was hanging around that guy's
2: bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Susan Sunford would be a good one who hasn't been over discussed, um, maybe not discussed at all, in my version uh, Parker uh, opinion. I, I discovered Sunford, Sunford last year after her album Music for People in Trouble came out. It was Spotify recommendation. I'm not that cool. The album is nearly perfect. It's one of those records that makes you want to put on a pair of good headphones and just stare at the starts. Listening. It starts. <laughs> you made mistakes. Zinford <laughs> uh, <laughs> is a brilliant musician who composes holy, unique arrangements. Uh, holy with a W, but maybe also holy. <laughs> in, in righteous. Rock. Yeah. Or just it has a lot of holes in it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Wholly unique arrangements. Is proficient in theory and plays just about every instrument under the sun. Her voice is like a blend of Florence Welch. Is that a Florence Florence the machine? Florence Welch. Florence Welch. Lorenzo Welchanza. (laughs) Florence Welch and Joanna Newsom, as are her compositions. She's from Norway, <laughs> duh, yeah. and the cultural influence is apparent in all her music. She, she can figured. go from writing an electropop tune, a la Tverches, church- yeah. uh, to something that sounds like it came out of Middle Earth, a la Tolkien. Or,
0: you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Howard Shore. It would probably be the more he correct thing to say, since he wrote Tolkien the music. Was, for... Right, so smart. Music.
2: Anyway. Chad is smart, and Matt must be dumb. (laughs) Her albums are heavily inspired by classical music with electronic arrangements. But then you also get purely acoustic-driven folk songs. I definitely recommend giving any album of hers a listen. Also, I miss you guys so much. I think about you all the time. You will be in my heart. You will forever be in my heart. I'll see you next week. Have a good show. Will that work? Did anyone already <laughs> pick her to talk about? Not I, said the cat. Said Chad. Not I, said the hibernating hedgehog. Said Parker. Oh, it's a riddle. I love riddles. Said Matt. Um, the answer is Mickey Mouse. He did say that. There were yeah, our texts so over the last couple hours. <laughs> this has
0: been Texts with Joyce Eclectic. <laughs> we have some fun texts happen. I Twitter. I really like
2: hibernating <laughs> so <it isn't>
4: texting.
0: <laughs> Alyssa's got it? I really liked the hibernating hedgehog thing because I saw a video of a woman like rescuing a hedgehog from the middle of the road earlier like somewhere in yeah. northern Europe and the thing was huge. A it was a big hedgehog, it was a hedgehog not a porcupine. It was the size of yeah, like, a no, cuz it like porcupines have the like really long yeah, spines yeah, yeah, he- right. but like she picked up this hedgehog that was yeah like the size of a small basketball. Wow. And moved I did it football. The road football. Well, no, so, yeah, I just it's heard It's the size of a very, very large golf ball. <laughs> it, was, it was the size of a sports ball. And so, whichever sports ball you feel particularly inclined to. Um, dodgeball, and it, and it just, like, was a cavalcade of emotions for me of, like, wow, that's a big hedgehog.
2: B there are wild hedgehogs out in the world somewhere yeah there
3: was Just pick them up, my, Just pick them up.
2: <laughs> my mom's parents so while we lived in france my mom's parents lived in the uk for like 20 years and they had a hedgehog that was like their neighborhood hedgehog that Aww. they had a little house for. It wasn't their pet, but it was a wild one that would just, they'd feed it all the time and it would just come around to oh, their house. Oh, that makes me so table. happy. It was great. <laughs> it for like happy. five or six years, it would just come around. And then I think either they moved away or it, you know, was old and died it or something. Got ravaged but... by predators and... No, it's got <laughs> spikes! They no! no! can't
1: do that to a little cute <laughs> hedgehog! It's gotta go fast.
2: <laughs> Chili dogs! Uh, um, exactly. But anyways, Alyssa... Yeah. What's your, uh, what's, your last what's your last one? one my oh my
3: goodness!
2: Goodness gracious!
3: I have probably the most feelings about the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, I cheated. Cool. So uh, my last Exceptible. my last female vocalists are <laughs> <laughs> Sisters Oof. from Isley. Sisters of a Down. Remember Sisters that time <laughs> when we were like that show with Copeland and uh-huh. Isley? Well, I've liked Isley since like you know 2007 or something. Mm-hmm. Big fan of Isley. Um, Sherry Preeban. Did you see the
2: Isley at uh, not the end. Um Exit In at one point. A while mm-hmm. back? oh! I
3: think the only time I've seen them was when they were with okay. Copeland.
2: Because we saw them there, and I was mm-hmm. like, what if we
3: were at the same show? That'd that would be, be really guys. cool.
2: <laughs> but we weren't. Yeah. So, you can leave now. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Bye. See you. So, Isley, you say. Home. Sisters, you say.
3: Sisters of Isley. Crazy cool hair
2: colors, you say.
3: I don't know which order they're in, but... The
0: shorter one and then the longer one.
3: Okay. Cool. Um, so, <laughs> Isley has multiple... It was a family band, so mm-hmm. it started out that way anyways. And I think it the Von Trapp family band. <laughs> yep. The only two um uh like R- OG members that are in it now are Garen, who is the sister's like the main sister's cousin, and then um, Sherry Dupree Beamus. Um originally it was um Chantel and Stacy and Sherry. Um and she then, then I'm don't wife. Stacy. Okay.
2: She's and not I'm in gonna the band b- anymore.
3: She's not, at okay. fairly recently, within the past couple years. Okay. Um, she lives in Nashville now.
2: Yeah. She's
3: been working on Sucre, which it really bothers me when people say Sucre. Yep. It's annoying.
2: It bothers me more than it bothers even you.
3: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Fluent in French no, and really. semi-understanding <laughs> of French. It does not bother me at all. Um, but it's cute because I was going to say a lot of stuff about Stacy's voice being very sweet and like sugar Sucre uh-huh. is sugar mm-hmm. in French. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> so, something that I love about Isley, um, at first, when I first started listening to them, and I listened to them all the time, um, I could never figure out, kind of with Emery, I couldn't tell who was singing. Uh, um, yeah. Not that I don't think that the guys in Emery are brothers, but. Right. Um, in Isley, they had three. Like Chantel would sing, Stacy would sing, and Sherry would sing. At this point, even when we saw um, Isley with Copeland, um, their youngest sister Christy was singing with Sherry, and she was the only other sister on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all blend super well, and they have they they have a certain point of their voices where they do sound very similar. Mm-hmm. But I, now I can pick them out and decide. Okay, that's definitely Sherry, or that's definitely Stacy. Chantel's a little harder. Ch- Chantel and Stacy sometimes confuse me a little bit, um, but that's only in the older stuff. So it's mostly most of the albums that I listen to are just Stacy and Sherry leading the songs. That
2: is an odd thing to me just in general, like listening to podcasts as well. I'm like, oh, these three guys sound just like the same three guys as each other. <laughs> and then like three episodes in, I'm like, oh, well, that was obviously Bri- Brian, Brian, <laughs> Billy, whatever I was going to yeah. say. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I cool. did that with my Bim Bam with uh, Bam Bam the brothers. Bam Bam. Mabim Bam. Mabim. My, brother, my brother, my brother, and me. Ah, yes. Yeah. Gotcha. I was I was really confused between Justin and Travis for a very long time. That's
0: wild to me because Travis has such a... a I know. They
3: have very list. different voices, but... Yeah. But yeah, definitely
2: Emery was one. I, didn't, I honestly didn't realize they had two singers for mm. a long time when I was listening to them in high school, and then now it's like could not be more obvious yeah (laughs) Yeah.
3: so with isley um i did a clip of stacy singing this will be like that's the shorter one you said right yes first um stacy um singing like by herself in they're actually both from the same album they're from the valley i believe Mm -hmm. yes um like
2: they're from the valley they're from they're valley girls
3: (laughs) but are they connected then so it'll play both of them no Okay, what did you Stacey then? If I came in the morning would you still be here? And if I
1: left in the evening to well I don't have Correct, so my, man. Can... my man. My <laughs>
3: man That's not your man. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lady. <laughs> anyway.
2: My man. I don't know what that's That, that is was about. a very nice. St- oh, yeah. we're quoting Rick and Morty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same episode that I was quoting when I said, "Oh, human music" earlier.
3: <laughs> mm, I see. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. Which <laughs> now I see the connection between my man and human music. <laughs> human music.
3: Rick and Morty. That pretty much explained it.
2: it yeah. yeah, true.
3: It's anyway, so that was Stacy. Just uh-huh. smarter. Than- Stacy's voice. <laughs> mm. Stacy I like Stacy's voice from Isley, partially it's like kind of the staple voice I think that people would recognize maybe. Hmm. Um that might be true of Stacy or of Sherry too. I don't know. Um but Stacy's voice is very like clear and like melodic. And so I kinda get the best of both worlds with this band because I love singing that way. Like I definitely emulate that sound and I I love to like sing like whispery, like soft, but like also in that higher register, um, just that clear sound is one of my favorite things. Like I'll be in the mood to sing that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we can listen to Sherry next.
2: So he said. The main one is?
3: The main one that's singing in that clip is Sherry, and mm-hmm. the one that will interject is Stacy, and the one who harmonizes with her at the end is Stacy. Um, so the hype man is Stacy.
1: Yeah, Stacy's <laughs> hyping. Yes. Oh,
3: yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly what we heard in that clip Understand. just now. yep. Yes. So Sherry has more of that, like, I would say, kind of like a more punk voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, if you look at her, it makes a lot of sense. Mm, she's yeah. very, like, punk emo looking. More in, like, the Paramore kind of Yeah. yeah. Well, she's married to Max Bemis. Idea, from, from Say, say Anything. anything. Uh, so they make a very obvious pair I to me at this really point. really loved
0: Say cool. Anything's first
2: album. Mm-hmm.
0: And it like tapered off as he made more <laughs> albums <laughs> for the most part. It, it, we don't have to talk about that anymore. We're not <laughs> talking I, about I, I say Anything probably, today. I will probably That's bring a, boy. a We're not talking about boys. I know. Yeah. I'll, I'll end up bringing a Say Anything song at some point, but it'll have to be a very selective topic and yeah. I'll have to be very careful about picking which songs because yeah. he writes, he wrote some really weird songs. Yeah, he
3: did. Yes. But actually, more importantly, Isley. more importantly, so Sherry's voice, yeah. since it's like that, it, it helps like, it helps me get to sing a different way and like mm. try to emulate that kind of voice. So I, I honestly would say a lot of my harmonizing, like my natural, like my natural tendencies is to harmonize the same way that those sisters do, like to pick some of the same harmonies that they would pick. Um, if I'm just like going to automatically start harmonizing with someone, mm-hmm. it's going to be usually like a higher harmony. Um gonna be something like that but yeah i love those sisters a lot they're super talented um at this point sherry's writing the music and and playing the music live gotcha. and stuff and stacy's working on sucre with her husband darren king from meet math mm-hmm. the drummer dk the drummer yeah
2: yeah and yeah. It, uh it is interesting the siblings thing too because it's been brought up a couple of times uh how the, the example that was the most prevalent to me, I think, was when I was playing with Island Wren and Chris and Ben yeah. Godley are twin brothers, mm-hmm. and they sing parts together a lot, and so they're homo- they'll harmonize together a lot, obviously, and their voices blend really well together, but what's interesting is the harmonies they choose aren't necessarily like tradition, you know, like yeah. the following exactly what would fit in a three part thing. Mm-hmm. Like whoever is harmonizing ends up and it typically would be Chris singing lead and Ben would harmonize and Ben would kind of jump around from different, yeah. you know, kind of harmony options or whatever, mm-hmm. which because it's just the two of them works great. Yeah. And you can yeah, do yeah. things that might be dissonant in a chord. Um, but because you don't have yeah. the other, you know, you're the not other part. With another yeah, right, you're not fight. like making that diminished chord. You're just doing the, you know, yeah. part of it that would eventually become a diminished chord or something. Yeah. So it sounds a little bit dissonant, but like in a good kind of way. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting having that, which then again is is like good and bad because if I am listening to it and want to sing along <laughs> and want to add the next part, I have to find something weird instead of the thing that makes sense, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, siblings. You know, am I right? <laughs> am I right? Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. the The last one that that I'll talk about. Um, I I wasn't sure what all ones to talk about, and this one just it made too much sense. Uh, I was out it's with hillary her friends.
3: Duff. It's Hillary Duff. <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday, so. Was, if the light I, is I off, then just, it isn't
2: on. I think I've mentioned that that was my first concert on here, right? Yeah,
3: you have. Okay,
2: <laughs> you may have, but I, for, I also sealed that memory yep. away. <laughs> Goodness. So yeah, that's that's the one. Um, so yeah, Hillary Duff. No, it's not Hillary Duff. It's the. I was out this weekend with our friends out of the dust, and they are. Uh, married couple duo and stuff and they're both very good vocalists and so i wanted to bring them up and wow. stephanie teague is the is the lady of the of night <laughs> <laughs> well that
3: oh. just probably
2: completely changes their profession <laughs> Oops. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah so so i'll go ahead and play something i honestly forgot what song i picked <laughs> off the top of my head I picked one of them And we'll find out After I've listened to it Here it's it goes a song. It has some vocals Many hey, There's my friends Chris and Steph Damn friends. <laughs> I was gonna call her Steph Lump because sometimes we say that. Steph um, But yeah, I think the part of the thing I was gonna bring up with this too is that it's like we mentioned with In- Imogen Heap, it's important to be able to perform live well as as well. Mm-hmm. And so both Chris and Steph, like I've you know been playing with them, and live they sound. I mean the. Production is obviously entirely different, but vocally they sound exactly the same as on mm-hmm. the record, which is just such a great yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's consistency. You it, it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, you
0: guys can actually do the thing. <laughs> yeah, and so
2: it's nice for like I can sing third part harmonies because it'll actually sound like a you know uh, what's the opposite of dissonant? Um, consonant. A consonant chord. Yeah. It's not the word I was thinking of, but that's uh, the Resonant? correct one too. <laughs> yeah, like A, consonants a, of a Pretty and beautiful chord. <laughs> are, are you thinking of cohesive? Sure, maybe i will go or, with that. Yeah. I'll probably never remember the word. Yeah. probably I'll actually get it right at some point and still feel like it's not right because that happens, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, is just a great singer. Um my wife's also a great singer. Nice. i I feel bad talking about people that I know and not also mentioning that my wife is a great singer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I just wanted to bring up this example as well. So if you haven't checked out out of the dust, but you like music, let check out out of the dust and music. Um yeah, that's about it for that one. Yeah, mine's completely
0: different. Um, I I was trying to, I, I kind of struggled a little bit trying to figure out what I was going to do for a third one. I know exactly kinda,
2: what it probably will be. Not I, really. Oh, okay. But I, I was like, interesting. I'd I like have two guesses guess. that are like, that would have made a lot of sense that it's definitely not going to be one of those because you had such a hard time coming up with it now. Yeah, now I want to know which ones you thought it might I be. I was going to guess Sylvanesso.
0: I did think about that one. That was one of the ones yep. I was considering.
2: Or some sort of J-pop.
0: Man, oh, I, I also no. had that thought too, but I I I didn't want to do a J pop song yep. because I honestly don't love like yep. female vocals in J Pop songs. They're more just they're funny. Terrible. I'd be like, this is kind of a funny thing. Yeah. Um or I, I really didn't Which is why Sil- I figured
2: you wouldn't actually bring it up, but yeah. like
0: <laughs> but it was a consideration. Um, yeah. I also I, read your mind, so yeah, that, that too. Me. Um I, I really did think about Sylvanessa, and I like Sylvanessa a lot. I think she's got a great voice. Um but I
3: whatever I'll, her real name is. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I actually don't remember. It's Sylvester <laughs> Yeah, it's nothing related to the name of the band, and I think it's something like Emily, something Rogers. or other. It, yeah, Emily Blunt, <laughs> randomly married to John Krasinski. Uh, isn't that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: okay. I'm thinking the right Poppins. person. Anyway, well, she's not married to Mary. She's, Poppins, <laughs> she's married to Mary Poppins. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Pulling <That's> relationship really... <laughs> with a fictional character. Yeah. Um,
3: I. Uh, but I won't.
2: Whatever. Polyamorous, it's sure. Yeah. Polygamous.
3: I think they're married.
0: Oh. Yeah. I didn't pick Sylvano so because she is literally only the vocalist in that. Um, not to say that that's like a bad thing necessarily. I just was trying to figure out.
3: I was hoping. Did you pick one that I suggested?
0: Uh, it's one that you mentioned. Yeah.
3: Okay. I'm hoping it's. I won't tell you which one, so you can give it and it'll be right.
0: Yeah. So the one. <laughs> Or we'll get there you eventually. You can just feel good about it, yeah, regardless guessing.
2: of what he says. You're like, that says, was, I'm like the that's that's was the <laughs> one that I was? This was the one. He'll be the
0: one I am."
2: <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I ended up going with Saint Vincent. yes Yeah, <laughs> I thought about that's that one too. That's the one
3: I was going to say.
0: Uh, and it's it's kind of like I don't know. It, we I, I I we broached the topic of like female vocalists specifically and i when when i was thinking about the the people that i was going to bring forward i started to have a really hard time because i really wanted to pick just female musicians mm-hmm. like a lot of instrumentalists and stuff um because that gave me just a whole different like broad spectrum of people to talk about and i mentioned that with Imogen heap too especially because that's definitely the context that i think of her more as a like instrumental musician rather than just a vocalist or something like that and even mm-hmm. i mean like uh Cherie Dupree, Cherry Dupree, Dupree Bemis. I can never say her name. I always <laughs> pronounce it Cherie in my head because mm. of the way that it's spelt. Anyway, uh-huh. uh, like she plays guitar for them and does a you know some other stuff too. I I just I, there, there's usually something about somebody where they're doing something other than just singing because that's what I value in music so much of the time like mm-hmm. just yeah. vocalists usually aren't super impressive to me unless they're like really
2: really impressive mm-hmm. um, I was going to say sorry Alyssa but then no, no. Right. you were no, I mean, right at the end so you're good
0: no she I mean she does very well and she sings in a way that I really enjoy and she also does mm-hmm. you know she has some she's playing some instruments she's picking them up she's learning and that's also a valuable thing is to get put yeah, yourself you out no, there the love- and learn new things
3: and I get to vocal. Yeah,
2: exactly. It's helpful. (laughs) What a good team. Yeah,
0: Um, but St. Vincent does a lot of instrumental stuff Mm -hmm. and she writes a lot of very quirky, weird music. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And she is just a very interesting musician and she is a very good singer. It's a very weird kind of singing sometimes um but she does it very well and very on pitch and she does it while she's usually playing something interesting on yeah. guitar which is very impressive because mm-hmm. splitting your vocals between your hands can be difficult sometimes <laughs> so the clip that i actually brought was from a song called surgeon from strange mercy and there's like a little doodle uh, guitar part that happens in that that she is it's playing uh doodle <laughs> A doodle-a-dilet A lay. a doodle a lay. Yeah, of course, of course, I know The classic doodle a um, And she's playing that While she's singing everything else And it, you'll hear it change A little bit towards the end I'm pretty sure And she also plays That version of it Earlier in the song While she's singing It It's just kind of impressive Because it's not like An easy guitar part And it's weirdly timed Anyways. So Best is Sergeant. Come me open.
1: Best is Sergeant.
0: so good that little like uh-huh. that's a cool guitar mm-hmm. part that she wrote there yeah like i that. just
3: think her brain is so unique and oh, her yeah. voice is so unique because i remember when you first played saint vincent for me in the vehicle I, i've obviously been introduced to very many musicians by chad and since he doesn't care as much about vocals as i do and especially when i've have opinions about female vocalists it actually took me quite a few listens to anything that saint vincent has done to really like appreciate her voice mm. um i don't know i think it bothered me for a long time until it just didn't anymore and now it's mm. like no, that's just impressive that. and neat and yeah. like interesting
0: yeah it's just really different like she she has a very different voice because it's not super powerful or anything like that and it's definitely got a, a pretty unique timbre that you kind of know who it is when she's mm-hmm. singing um that makes it very kind of countercultural, but she's also very confident like she's a very confident person and she always has weird stage personas like mm-hmm. i think it was with her last album that she was like yeah the character that i was doing for that album was like neo cult leader and it's like huh interesting, interesting. and then so, i was
2: doing the character of parka yeah. singing songs for you <laughs> well no i know and so like
0: her first several albums i think were just like her playing music or whatever. And then yeah. at a certain point she started kind of making characters for these albums, yeah. which I think is a really interesting way to do it. And especially if you're into like theatrical music at all, mm-hmm. I could see that being a way to sort of dissociate your personal life from yep. like the music that you're making in a little bit or the music that you want to make.
2: Especially she was having, I mean like I know as somebody who has had to write lyrics, but doesn't love writing lyrics and doesn't always have things to write lyrics about. Yeah. And she's obviously like, probably a musician first and a lyricist second. Maybe she just was kinda of ran out of ideas from her own life. Yeah. <laughs> and so it just makes a lot more sense to be like, Oh, well here's just a context of, you know, whatever thing mm-hmm. and then that makes it easier to like just put yourself in the mindset of something different and write something from that point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was wasn't she in a crew? Not a crew specifically, but with Sufjan and stuff for a while. Yeah, so she back
0: in the day. she kind of got started with the Polyphonic Spree and that whole huge collective thing. I think she did play with Sufjan I, for a okay. minute. The Polyphonic Spree was a pretty big deal. It was like a big super group of people. Was that like
2: Andrew Bird? Was he associated with that too? Right? I don't think so. For some reason, in my he, mind, Andrew I mean, Bird, Saint Vincent, and Sufjan have some friendship kind of thing they probably well, played together andrew bird yeah. and st vincent did tour together at one okay. point
0: like i first heard about st vincent because i went to see andrew bird of the Ryman, and nice. she opened for mm-hmm. him yeah and so they have some videos together from that tour and mm-hmm. some different stuff um and she was just a very unique musician so it made a lot of sense especially at that point in the tour because she didn't she didn't have the huge theatrical production mm-hmm. of it it was just her playing a really like cruddy looking guitar and beating the crap out of it the whole time and making all these weird noises is like yeah this totally (laughs) tracks with andrew bird like i i get this but Mm -hmm. she's just a really interesting musician she she definitely came from the like her uncle was a jazz guitarist for a really long time and she just like got really good at guitar and i think went to berkeley maybe possibly Hmm. or like got Mm -hmm. some sort of degree in guitar and Mm -hmm just is a really fantastic musician and then just makes really super weird music
3: didn't they like make a guitar for yeah. her yeah
0: yeah ernie ball actually uh, mm. has a signature guitar series nice. for her now and that's super uh, interesting looking. it is a super interesting looking guitar. it really matches her <laughs> yeah no it works a lot because i mean it came around the, around the same time she was doing this whole like neo cult leader yeah. persona thing and it matches that style perfectly she she was really popular for playing the Harmony Bobcat guitars, which are these like really terrible like Sears catalog guitars with gold foil pickups and just yeah. like not great looking guitars. And so then she got like a another Ernie Ball guitar and was like, oh, this is so easy to play <laughs> compared to yeah. the like cruddy Harmony. Uh, it's really funny. Like she still likes those guitars, but the, yeah. but yeah, she has like a signature series line now that, that are really cool. They're really mm-hmm. interesting. They they kind of have a a very angular look to them, but it's not like sharp pointy like metal guitars it's it's just really unique yeah and really cool
2: i this isn't st vincent related anymore um but here's a thought i would be remiss if i were not to mention the fact that there's kind of eras of singing in general uh and it just happens and so like listening to sometimes we'll in the car ashley and i'll listen to like she'll put on some 90s music or whatever and it's like mandy moore and stuff and it's or like vanessa carlton it's very you know like the 90s girl singer i can't even think of what it is exactly that they do but it's it's a very specific thing that was like why are you all doing that that was dumb (laughs) and that we make fun of all the time mostly ashley and i and chris and stephanie um we'll hang out and make fun of the like the indie girl singer quote-unquote with i don't know if you guys have seen the vine that's welcome to my kitchen we have bananas and (laughs) avocados, and we crack up at it all the time and i was listening to to one of the songs that we were going to play for worship that week um and it's a great song but the it's i can't remember what the song itself is called but the chorus is
1: you are good, good, uh, yeah. And
2: the girl singing it was like, "Oh man, you're really doing the indie girl singing thing." Yeah. And
3: it was I know really that song. Funny. It's a, yeah. actually John Mark McMillan's wife wrote that song.
2: Really, this song, mm-hmm. but it I, wasn't John Mark Yeah, wife, that was not she doesn't her. do that. She's no. very good. Yeah, no, exactly. This song itself is good, but yeah, it's just so funny that I was like, "Oh girl, you yeah. need to stop." Some doing people that. try a little too hard. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and it's. I mean, it's you know, it's just a thing.
3: That happens, a, I have a big whatever. thing with vowels too, and I feel like that's a big yep. part of. it.
0: Yeah. Mhm. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Thanks, 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 Alyssa, my
3: wife, for my coming w- on the show. No, you're welcome. Yeah, his wife, my wife, <laughs> not your wife,
0: <laughs> Nacho wife. She's nacho she's wife. my nacho wife because she's full of nachos. Speaking
3: of nachos, give me some nachos in my belly. Yeah,
0: we're gonna do that. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it, and we want to hear more from you. So you can find us on like Instagram and Facebook and the Twitterverse, and you can like email us at, at gmail.com. Uh, We have all of the connectivity-based internet things, so just shout through the pipes of light that somehow make up this interconnected world we call the internet at us, and we'll get it somehow some way in some form we do appreciate it mostly thanks
2: to al gore it's mostly thanks to al gore
0: inventing the internet um but yeah just thanks so much for listening uh we're gonna be back next week with hopefully matt i'm assuming Mm -hmm. uh, assuming that he ever comes out of this corner and we Mm -hmm. give him a microphone next week you can do it bud
1: i'm gonna do guys come on i believe in you Uh, no
0: that's matt by the way that was talking that was not no it was not parker throwing his voice in an expertly (laughs) ventriloquist manner expertly (laughs) expertly But yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.
1: Bye. 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 Bye.